This is the Everything Weight Loss Podcast with Shari Ware, where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health and wellness. So today I would like to welcome Coach Kayla to the podcast. She is a dynamic speaker and fitness professional who has been in fitness, nutrition, weight loss and and the performance industries for 14 years. She's travelled the US speaking on health, fitness and nutrition to audiences spanning from universities, high-level executives and even good old-fashioned churches. Design Your Body Academy is Coach Kayla's online personal training and nutrition coaching system where she creates and delivers individualised fitness and meal plans where in just 12 weeks, the average client releases 25 to 35 pounds, which is for uh, the people like me who work in kilos, it's 15 kilos on average. Coach Kayla's personal belief and motto is design your body, which is also the crux of her conversations. Her stamp on the world is bringing awareness that change will come if you will it and that your body is built by your absolute design. Kayla specialises in speedy weight loss and solid muscle gain. She hosts podcasts as well and YouTube channel called Nutrition and Fitness Made Simple. So first of all, I'd like to say welcome, Kayla. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Happy New Year to all the folks out there. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Happy New Year. So uh, my first question for you is going to be, why do you do what you do? Well, I used to be a fat kid. (laughs) (laughs) Like me. You know, long ago, I was, uh, I, was, I was always a chubby kid. I was always the big kid. Um, and with that, I was dissatisfied with my body. I wasn't comfortable with it. You know, my belly stuck out further than my boobs. And as a kid, like, it's just like, uh, you're kind of coming into yourself and you just, you don't, you don't like that. My thighs rubbing together. So my body was just very uncomfortable for me. Um, and so from that, I, but I've always been athletic, you know, always been into, I don't want to say exercise, but into movement, into athleticism. Um, and so played all the sports. And I remember uh, my body started to change when I got into high school, right? So I'd already hit puberty, so it wasn't a puberty thing. Um, but my body started to change when I started running track. Okay. So, um, I ran, I played basketball for my freshman year. So my first year into the high school system, um, here in the States and I left basketball season at about 160 pounds. Okay. Um, so I was 160 pounds, uh, but I was only five foot four. Right. Um, and that was still pretty big for, um, for my size and definitely for my age. So 160 pounds is uh, 72 basically kilos, right? Um, And I left basketball season at that weight. Then I went over to track season and started running and started, you know, lifting and doing all that. And I got down to about 130 pounds, okay? Um, And so 130 pounds is, uh, I'm doing the math right here. (laughs) 130 pounds is about 59 kilos, okay? Um, so I lost that much weight, just changing what I was doing and being more intentional with it. That was my freshman year. The second year came right back around. It was the same exact thing. I left basketball season about 155 pounds and I went finished track season about 130 or so. And so I asked my coach, you know, I'm just like, that was coach Braddix. I asked him, I was like, well, what, what is it that you're doing? You know, like why, why is my body always changing? 
And um, his response was because he wanted my body to peak or perform at a certain time of the year, right? So if you're an athlete, you know, you train for the big meets, the big competitions. And so ours was state and, you know, nationals and things like that. And so he put, he put a system of training into place that allowed our bodies to continually perfect themselves until it was the time for us to be our absolute best. And then we can kind of fall away from there. And to me, that was just so phenomenal, you know, that he could really design our bodies into what he wanted to happen, you know, in terms of performance. And so from there, that's when I really started getting into um, fitness and exercise and the body piece. And that's where my motto of design your body comes from. Um, so then, I, you know, college, uh, university, my undergrad is in exercise science and fitness management. Um, and then I got my master's in coaching education, concentrated in exercise physiology. Um, so I do what I do because I want to be that person in other people's lives that tells them that they can design their bodies, that they do have absolute control over what they, what their physical presence in this world is. Um, so design your body is, is really important to me uh, because I think it really helps people. Sometimes it's just an ego thing. They're getting ready for a wedding or for a, you know, a, a event, a cruise. And other times it's about health. It's about putting your body into a position where you can really live a happy, healthy life without pain and without medication and without all these other things. So I guess, sorry, I do what I do to help others. Yeah. <laughs> well, <that's> short. <laughs> that's definitely why we do what we do. And, and, and it really comes down to what, what does the person want? Because at the end of the day, there's different things that are going to, we all want happiness. We all want, um, you know, our life, a, a great life. However, everybody's different in how they achieve that. Different yeah. people want different things. Um, and so you help those people who want it in that way, which is awesome. Um, and especially uh, knowing that you can actually it's not just about throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping that it sticks. There's actually a way, there's a process. There's a method. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and most people don't know that method. Um, so you help them with that, which is awesome. So uh, if I was to ask you what, if you were to have a superpower, what would that be? What would you say it was? Um, my superpower, kind of my professional superpower is having the ability to take con complex concepts and make them really simple for people to understand, right? And so that's literally why I named my podcast and YouTube channel, Nutrition and Fitness Made Simple. Because inside of nutrition, inside of fitness, there are so many uh, um, um, avenues that you can take. There's so many numbers, there's so many ways, there's so much noise in the world, especially now with where you can Google anything and most of it's wrong <laughs> or might not be right for you and your body. Yeah. Um, I'm able to take those things that, you know, from the degrees or certifications that I have and really make them turn them into layman's terms. So making things simple is, that's my superpower. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great superpower, especially in the health and wellness space. So um, I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So today specifically, we wanted to, we had a discussion before about what we were going to talk about on this podcast and we had a conversation about keto. And first of all, I just want to tell my um, experience with keto 
uh, and then I want you to talk more about it because <laughs> what I found in my experience, so going back a few years ago now, um, I thought, oh, I've, I've heard about this keto thing. It makes sense to me. I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. um, so the whole turning your body into a fat burner really resonated with me. And I thought, oh, that sounds good. Because, um, you know, my story is that I've had a, a history of being overweight, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of fat on my body. <laughs> and uh, I still have, even now, I'm much healthier. I'm, you know, it's not a concern as such, but there still is uh, quite a bit of, uh, my body is not a fat burner. Um, well, it, it probably is, but um, it's not what I equated my body with being a fat mm -hmm. burner. I thought, oh, okay, well, if I can get my, if I can teach my body to burn more fat, well, that would be really good. So I thought, I'm going to try this keto thing. And what I did, because I didn't know any better and I didn't really do a whole lot of research into it, I didn't, I just thought, okay, it's just eating more healthier fat. Uh, so more healthy fat. So the ratio of healthy fat to um, carbohydrates and protein was higher. So I did look up percentages and I did track my food and, um, and, and try to hit those percentages. Mm -hmm. What I found was, and, and in the beginning it was great. I have to say, oh my goodness, I had gone from... I literally had gone from feeling hungry all the time for my entire life. So we're talking, I was probably about 40 years of age. And up until then, I didn't even realise how hungry I always was. And after starting keto, I realised, oh my goodness, for the first time in my life, I am not hungry like I'm not hungry and that was just amazing. I just thought, oh, wow, this is so awesome. So I got to the point where, um, you know, a lot of times because I was so satiated, I, I didn't even, food just wasn't a continual thing in my head as it had been up until that point. And sometimes I would have to remind myself, oh, hey, it's, um, you know, I probably should be eating something now. It's been hours since I've eaten something. So I absolutely loved it. However, after about, I'd probably be about 12 to 18 months, I, st I just started to feel unwell. I just didn't feel healthy. I had, I went from being this really energetic person. I, I normally train four to six times a week, mm -hmm. average. Um, I and I stand up most of the time when I'm working during the day. Um, very active, fit, and I got to a point where I just didn't feel like my normal self. I didn't have the energy I normally had. Um, I ended up getting to the point where I needed to, I didn't feel like I could stand all day. I needed to start sitting a lot more. I didn't mm -hmm. have the performance at training that I normally had. I just didn't feel myself. And then I thought, oh, what's going on? And I started doing some research and I found some research that suggested that. It, it's funny, uh, what you need just seems to, well, what I need seems to come into my life at the right time. So something ticked me off and I thought, oh, maybe it's the keto. 
So I did some research and I thought, oh, I think it might be. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to, um, for a week, I'm just going to do uh, basically mainly plant-based, just take out as much fat. I was having healthy fat, but as much of it as possible, just get back to basics and see how I go. Well, within two days, I started to feel so much better. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay. Um, now, what I did... I'll be very clear, what I realised what I did is that I just went too much healthy fat. Even though I was, I was um, hitting the box, like hitting those targets, I feel for my body, it was too much healthy fat. Now, I know that there's probably a whole lot of other things that um, you are going, you're just about to tell us that I did wrong. So go for it. <laughs> Um, yes. Right. So that, that can absolutely happen. Um, for some people, their bodies are not able to process super, super high levels of fat, specifically people that have maybe gallbladder issues, um, or just eating too much, you know? Um, so it, it does change per person. So yes, there is a generic percentage, you know, you want to start off with 75, you know, percent fat, uh, 20, 25% protein and, you know, five to 10% carbohydrates. Um, and so I think one of the big issues for a lot of people is they started with those targets, but one, they don't know what their overall calories should be. So if the calories from my body, let's just hypothetically say, should be about 1500, I can base my percentages off of that number of 1500, right? Now, let's say that I lost 10 pounds, okay? Did keto, 1500 calories, did my regular macros, but I lost 10 pounds. But I'm still eating at 1500 calories with super high macros. That is a position of plateau that a lot of people can run into because you're overeating at that point, right? It doesn't matter whether it's a carb, fat, or a protein, an excess calorie is an excess calorie and it's not going to go towards the goal. And then because of overeating, there are other issues that can possibly happen. You know, there could be anything from uh, uh, possible, possible hormone issues, you know, possible digestion issues. And that's just, just without being in balance. So when you feel, when you say that you felt unwell, your body wasn't in good balance for where it was. Yeah. Um, can I ask how much did you lose during that, that time where you did great on keto for that eight months before you stopped? It wasn't so much about, uh, losing or releasing is the way that I put it. Uh, it was more about, um, maintaining and feeling um just turning i really wanted to turn my body into a fat burning machine just it was mm -hmm. just part of my maintaining my weight release right um and yes that that's i think that is an amazing goal that we should have about you know maintaining a good healthy body and, and putting in a position where we can release the weight um and so I was asking with you during that process, when you did lose the weight before you started to feel unhealthy and unwell, how much weight did you lose? No, see, keto was after my weight release journey. I'd already lost I'd oh. my weight. It was as because my journey has continued. It started out as a weight loss journey, turned gotcha. into a release journey, and then turned into a health journey. So along the way, you know, I've been continually learning, and right. keto came into my realm, and I thought, oh, okay, I think I'm a 
sugar burner. I think that this would be really good to try as a, you know, as a sustainable life choice uh, and went down that road. So it wasn't for me, it wasn't about losing weight or releasing weight at that point. It was about finding a sustainable, healthy uh, option. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So um, in that, in that case, um, if you were, if the weight didn't come off and that was maybe a side effect you were looking for, it could have possibly been excess calories. Um, but also again, balance is key. A lot of people do keto wrong, right? A lot of people do, um, you know, just lettuce wrapped burgers and bacon and avocado and they think that that's it. Well, they're getting that lettuce wrap burger, not from the butcher, you know, not from the organic market, but they're getting that from your fast food restaurant, you know, where they're not um, uh, ingesting healthy foods, right? So uh, quality is always going to be key in any nutrition style, whether it be keto or um, low fat, you know, whatever it is, it's got to be high quality nutrients. Um, another issue that people run into with keto is they, they have this concept that I have to always just have meat, you know, which isn't the case. You can do keto pescatarian. You can do keto vegan. If you want to, you can go keto vegetarian. It's about, like you said, the healthy fats, right? But also more importantly than anything else is balancing the healthy fat with veggies. Yeah. And a lot of people, they miss out on all of the micronutrients that your body needs that come from vegetables. So you'll have just that lettuce wrap burger and act as, act as though that lettuce is enough veggies for that meal. No, that, that's where our bodies fall into the trap of, again, trying to find balance, trying to operate completely or, or um, optimally, but we don't, we're not fueling ourselves properly. So yes, our macronutrients of carbs, fats, and proteins, those do provide energy. But in order for our body to use the energy, in order for our cells to actually be able to function properly so that they can use the energy, we've got to fuel it with micronutrients. And those micronutrients are going to come from your fruits and from your vegetables. And a lot of people on keto, they undereat um, healthy veggies or they overeat on carbs. That's another big issue. So a few issues. Uh, overconsuming overall calories, right? You can also overconsume carbs. Like if you say, okay, yep, I want to eat a lot of veggies, but you go and eat potatoes or, or, you know, squash or sweet potatoes or those super starchy veggies, that'll kick you out of ketosis quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, the veggie itself is, is healthy, but the amount of carbohydrates that come with that veggie can go against um, trying to uh, be in ketosis. So uh, overconsuming carbs is something that people have to be, be considerate of when on a ketogenic diet. Um, another thing is overconsuming proteins. So you can do 20, 25%. Some people can get away with about 30% protein, depending on the phase that they're in and what their goals are. Uh, but for the most part, that's really, really high. And excess protein, it breaks down, it can break down or be converted into glucose. Glucose is sugar. Sugar can kick you out of ketosis. So you can overconsume carbs and overconsume proteins on keto and it'll really kick you out. So keto is a really great and healthy and nutritious style, but it is extremely rigid. Like you have to do it, you know, kind of right. If you want to focus on specifically um, being in, you know, ketosis. Um, and then the last thing that I'll say in terms of what, um, 
kind of issues people can kind of fall into is they may not stick with it long enough. You know, someone may start it for a week, for two weeks, and their body hasn't adapted. We have to realize that um, on a ketogenic diet, that our bodies are literally changing their metabolic processes in order to utilize fat more prominently than what it utilizes carbohydrates. That's not a day process. That's not an overnight process. It's not a week process. For some people, it takes four weeks. For others, it may take six to eight weeks. So if you're stuck on keto and that's what you want to do, you got to stick with it. You got to know how many calories you should be taking in and then do the math from there and focus on what uh, nutritious fruits and veggies that you can take in that won't kick you out of ketosis. Yeah, that was one thing that I did struggle with was still when you when I was trying to hit the percentages mm -hmm. um, was trying to get in what I felt was a healthy balance of um, fruits and vegetables. And yeah. to be honest with you, a lot of the time I thought, no, I'm just going to have the fruits and vegetables because I feel that I need them and I don't really care if... if <laughs> If I end up having to, because um, what a lot of people don't realise is that fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. When we're talking about carbohydrates, we're not just talking about uh, bread and things like that. And I actually didn't eat, uh, I still don't eat um, bread and things like that on, on, an, on a daily basis. They're, they're what I call sometimes foods. Um, so when I'm talking about uh, my carbohydrates, I'm, I am talking about, um, you know, the the green leafy vegetables and the salads and the and the the fruit right. and the vegetables and and because of the carbohydrate content I steered clear of um, of potatoes um, mm -hmm. you know I, I wouldn't have them on a on a daily basis either um, and I still struggled to get what I thought was a healthy balance in of the fruits and vegetables um, that may be because uh, back then I ate more meat than what I do now. Uh, and so probably trying to get those two things in. Uh, maybe, maybe if I was to try keto now, it would be easier because I don't eat meat on a daily basis now either. Um, so it would be easier, I feel, to get... Um, to get the the more vegetables and fruits in with that. Um, however, what about length of time? Like you said, not to do it. You know, it's, it it needs a bit longer to do. Should mm -hmm. do you feel it's something that you can continue for an indefinite period of time, or should you have a break from it? What What's your recommendations with those kinds of questions? Um, it depends on the person. You know, some phases of life will allow you to do keto and some won't. Um, myself, for a perfect example, right now, I'm not doing keto. Um, I'm more low fat um, than anything close to keto. Um, not by choice, but by lifestyle, right? So when I did keto, I was prepping for my competitions. I was doing bikini. I was doing uh, powerlifting. So I was able to be really rigid and strict on what I wanted to consume. Um, and my fiance was eating food at the school. And so I didn't have to worry about cooking for an entire household, you know. Um, and also with my fiance, um, her body type does not do well with keto. We didn't know that before. 
Her body type needs more carbohydrates. And so I was cooking one meal, you know, and we would eat dinner together and it, it, she would need more, you know, whether it be um, an outburst or a hangry or whatever else, we kind of decided like, ah, maybe that's not good for you, but also her body type, right? Her body type is an ectomorph. Typically ectomorphs uh, don't uh, do extremely well on low, uh, low carbohydrate nutrition styles. And for her, she falls within that typical gap. Um, and so since I'm the cook and she can't cook, <laughs> It was up to me to make the decision for the family. I'm not making two meals. That's just not happening. Um, so yeah. it was up to me to say, okay, all right, well, I can change my nutrition style because I'm a mesomorph and I can do well. My body type can do well with high carbs or high fat. Yeah. If you do both, of course, that's a recipe for, for, for weight gain, doing both high carbs and high fat. But I know my body can do well with either one. Um, yeah. So in terms of longevity, is it possible? Yes. Is it healthy? Yes. Does it depend on you? Yes. <laughs> it depends on your mental because sometimes people, we get into the rut of what we've been taught for the past two, three decades. I mean, my entire, every single degree and certification that I have fights against the principles of keto. It says that fat is bad, fat is wrong, saturated fat, uh, avocado fat, it doesn't matter. It says fat is bad, but my degrees are a few years old, so new science is coming out, new information is coming that is preaching against that. So we have to put our bodies and ourselves in a position where we can identify, okay, I hear all the noise of this diet, of this, of this, and this, but what works for me? It's yeah. okay to try things out, but give it at least a two or three month chance. Yeah. Right. Give, give it a chance to work. Um, I know several individuals that are doing keto and that have been doing keto um, for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Yeah. Right? So yes, it is healthy. It is a sustainable lifestyle. You just have to be able to live a lifestyle that, that complements that. Yeah. And it, it does depend on the person as well. If, if somebody doesn't want a strict regime, uh, where you have, to, you know, where, where it's really important to hit targets because you're trying to get that specific outcome, yep. then, then it, it's not going to work for you. Now, you've already touched on um, two body types. So you said mesomorph and ectomorph, did ectomorph. you say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about the other body types? Does it, is it, does it work for them? Does it not work for them? Endomorphs do extremely well on low-carbohydrate diets. So whether you do keto or just low carb, if you are an endomorph, endomorphs are typically um, wider hips, smaller shoulders. Those are- um, I'm an endomorph, yeah. You're an endomorph? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So those are your individuals that um, have a naturally slower metabolism. There's not a lot they can do to change it, especially being a carb burner. Um, your endomorphs, they do extremely well on low carb diets. Does that mean that they have to do a strict keto? No, it doesn't mean that. You know, can you do 60% fat? Can you do 20% protein? You know, in the balance, uh, um, be, be carbohydrates? Yes, you absolutely can. It's just about not over-consuming carbohydrates for what your individual body can, um, can actually function on. So everyone has an optimal number of carbs, fats, and proteins, or range, I should say, that their bodies can function on, whether you're an endomorph or whether you're an ectomorph. Some ectomorphs are more tolerable of fats than my fiance. Others aren't. 
So again, when you're looking at nutrition, it is very specific. It's very individual. Sometimes you might find a random diet online and will it work for you? It's a good possibility. Try it. But if it doesn't and you've tried several things, then it's time to engage a professional and actually ask, okay, well, what do I need to do to figure out what works for my body? And that's what I do. I sit down with my clients and talk about specifically their nutrition, you know, their body type, their, their goals, their medical history. And we factor all that information in their lifestyle. We factor it all in and create together a nutrition style, not a diet, but a nutrition style and lifestyle that can really work for the person. So if you're looking for a diet, Diets don't typically work for most people because they are extremely temporary. But if you're looking for a lifestyle change, then yeah, we need to start looking at different options. Yeah. Uh, that diet word is not in my vocabulary. I, uh-huh. I'm never <laughs> on a diet. Never on a diet. I have a healthy nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. Healthy nutrition plan includes sometimes foods. And that's the way there I like it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so, okay. So... If somebody is considering keto, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this episode with you is because I know that, you know, you can't, you can't just bury your head in the sand and say, blah, 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 it's not there. It is there. There's a lot of people out there who, um, you know, may want to try it. They've heard a lot about it. They want to try it. What, what would you be, what would you say are your biggest, uh, say, if you had three tips and what's, um, one action step that, or actually, let's take it back a step. What would you say would be the biggest thing that people do wrong with keto, first of all? The biggest thing, I've got um, four. Okay, <laughs> let's go with that. I think I hit it with them a little bit earlier. The biggest thing is one, over consuming carbohydrates. Yep. Two, over consuming proteins. Yep. Three, under consuming the rainbow of veggies Mm. stick to your berries for your fruits right because those are low sugar but under consuming the rainbow colors of veggies that your body needs and then lastly number four is not giving your body a chance to actually change its structure so it can operate primarily off of fats so not enough time is, is number four Okay. All right. And so uh, what are the steps that they need to take? If they want to try keto, what are the steps they need to take? If you want to try keto, the first thing I would say is um, start journaling, start logging your daily nutrition. You've got to have an understanding of where you are so that you can kind of know how drastic of a change you're getting ready to make. Because if you are a 90% carbohydrate person and maybe a 5%, you know, fat, 5% protein, it's going to be a huge difference and your body's not going to like you if you just make that huge jump. So the first step is to start to understand where you are and what you're consuming by logging. Um, I have all my clients log in my fitness pal right? And it connects to my system and I can kind of log and see where they are, but we can see together what, what are they consuming? Carbs, fats, proteins, and your overall calories. That's step one. Step two, start eliminating the unnecessary or extra carbs. So don't just jump right into strict keto. Let's just wean our way into it. You know, if you start off again with super high, let's just say 50% uh, of carbohydrates, which is the American average, right? Or more, usually 50 to 60%. If you start there, maybe take it down to 45, 
take that bowl of oatmeal away. Just try that, you know? Take the extra fruit away or take the extra rice away. So start to narrow down what you're consuming on a daily basis. So then you'll start to realize, okay, well, instead of having two cups of white rice for dinner, try one, right? And then a few days later, maybe try half a cup. So start to just reduce it and let your body naturally adjust so that that way um, you're not feeling as though you're just going cold turkey because for some people, it doesn't work well, you know? Um, so step one, again, start logging your food, know where you are. Step two is going to be to um, slowly reduce the amount of carbohydrates that you take in at each meal. And then step three is going to be um, identify the healthy fats that you like, right? Um, and add those. A lot of times people, again, overconsume protein because they just want to go and get the ribeye or they want to go and get the steak and that's it. But sometimes the fat in animals, especially if it's not a, a animal that has been slaughtered in a healthy fashion um, or there's excess hormones or whatever else, uh, toxins live in fat cells. So when you overconsume animal fat cells that are not healthy animals, then you're taking in those toxins into your own body. So I would recommend getting lean cuts of meat and adding your own fats to it, whether it be a tablespoon or two of olive oil, you know, over your chicken or over your steak or adding extra grass-fed, grass-finished butter, things like that. But be cognizant of how much, you know, fat and protein you're taking in and from where they're coming from. Start to look at more nuts and seeds and avocados and just eat olives. Just, you know, add healthy fats into your nutrition. And that'll be an easy way to just literally slide and fall right into keto versus putting your body in a position where um, the, the keto adaptation process is, uh, is undesirable. Because sometimes you can get a little headache, you can get nauseous, you can have the, the keto flu, as they call it. You don't have to have that. If you jump into it, there's a good chance that you may, but you don't have to have it if you just kind of step-by-step step work your way down, eliminate the carbohydrates, add healthy fats, and just work your way through it until you get to a level where your body is really enjoying where it is and what you're consuming. Yeah, good. So that's a really great message to people is that you just don't have to, and it's like with anything, you know, I always say work on one change at a time. So, um, you know, not trying to do everything at once. So that really ties in with what you just said, you know, um, take it slow. You don't have to, just because you say, oh, I want to try keto, doesn't mean that you have to go, okay, that's it. I'm keto now. And you have right. to start out full-blown keto. You can, um, uh, what's the word is, um, you can work your way into it, like like Taylor mm -hmm. just said. So that's awesome. I love that approach, definitely, if you're going to try it. Um, and, and the thing is that nobody knows how their body's going to respond until they try it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it may... Exactly. It may work for you, it may not, but the only way you're going to know is to try if that's something that you want to try, definitely. Mm -hmm. My whole... Um, my whole health journey is all about trying things. You know, I learn new things and I think, oh, okay, well, I don't know if that's going to work for me, but I'm going to try. And if it works for me, great, I keep it. If it doesn't work for me, it's like, okay, well, that didn't work for me. And it's important for people to know that different things work for different people. And it's not about this is what you have to do. It's about, well, try it, see if it works for you. And 
It may, you know, something that maybe didn't work for you in the past. Maybe you've tried keto in the past and it didn't work for you. That doesn't mean that, you know, 10 years on, it's not going to work for you. You could be in a whole different situation um, in your life and your body and your health and and it could be a good thing for you now. You you won't know unless you try. So um, what would be the one thing that you want people to know after walking away from this episode? Um, I guess the, the big thing for me is always going to be that you have full power and authority to design your body, whatever phase of life you are, you're in, however old you are, you feel you are, whatever your goals may be, you have the power to design your body based off of your goals, your intentions, your dreams, and your wishes. And the thing that you need to do to do it is actually do some research, figure out what it is that you want, and then start working towards it. It's a continual process. Our bodies are not a, um, a, a thing that just stops, right? So we don't just work towards a certain goal and then we're done. No, we work on our bodies because we want to improve our quality of life, especially as we age. You know, whether you're 20, 30, 50, or 80 years old, we should still be working on our bodies and putting ourselves in a position where we're not waking up with aches and pains or we're not having headaches or shortness of breath. We wanna live healthy. In order to live healthy, we've gotta put our bodies in a position where it can operate optimally. So the biggest thing is guys, just remember, you have the power to design your body. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, So I will put links for uh, how to connect with Kayla further in the show notes. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today, Kayla. This has been awesome. I'm glad. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, that was a great uh, conversation we had to, to get to the keto subject. So I'm glad that, that we're able to talk to some people about this. This is awesome. Yeah, it is great. Thank you. And um, I will see everybody else on the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.